Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Pod with us. us. I'm Daisy. And I'm Mike. And today we are in part two of Uniting Worlds, Merging Families, Friends and Cultures. The last episode was so good, but we had so much to say. So we have part two for you today. Enjoy. So much so. So to bring balance to the conversation, yes, I had that challenge here or there. But one thing I absolutely... Um, so glad that I experienced was I used to wake up early in the morning at four, uh, half or five, and the sun was up and the cockerels were cockering, and I was out and I would go for that early morning, just sitting outside in the yard, and the the shoshos, aka the old grandmas, will come and prepare their their bits mm. to get the house ready for the meals, to boil the, the water, mm. to clean the latrines, um, to select which of the the, group, the, the the food or the animals are going to serve our breakfast that particular day or whatever it is. <laughs> I was always amazed at like the three of them just there, as old as they were, just that resilience, just mm. that faithfulness, just that, mm. wow. And we never spoke a word. Mm. I remember sitting and they said, oh, they even said, you brought me a cup of a cup of um, hot, tea. hot Kenyan tea. Yeah. And I sat there and I was drinking. The whole kitchen is full of the smoke and they're getting the smoke ready. I'm sat there just in awe of these three women. Yeah. And I'm just like, Wow. And they made, I mean, you guys had such a strong connection because even to this day, they ask about you and pray about yeah. you. Like they literally, con- like I think they ask about you more than they ask about me. And they really, really did love you. And it's so interesting because that does just go to show that like love, for example, is it just doesn't need words. Doesn't it's a language it. that's understood right. despite what language you speak right. because you all shared such a fondness, but yet no words were exchanged. No you couldn't words understand were exchanged. Them. They couldn't understand you. And guys, we're talking about like they're in their 90s here, if not 100. They're in the 90s, definitely. Strong 90s. So English is a concept to them that it's just, it's just never been a part of their world. They've never left um, the village. So... English for them was just, it's just, there's no, not even a hello. It's just right. smiles right. and grins. That's English to them. But in, in, in the small little interactions I had with them, I understood them completely. I remember yeah. sitting outside and I was just reading my Bible and it was just nice to see the sun starting to come up and kiss the sky and I'm seeing colours move from the dark of twilight to now the morning and I'm just like, wow, this is beautiful. And then I remember her coming out, one of the shorts was coming out and she looked at me, she saw what I was doing. She just looked at me and she just had that look of approval. Mm. She just nodded mm. and just went about her business. And I looked at her and I was like, and I, I think in, in, I remember that, I remember that morning I was carrying a lot of stuff that I was in, in I wanted to get off my chest. Mm. So I was going to go and pray about it. Her just coming and looking at me and just nodding and walking off, a lot of that stuff just released. Just released. I was like, wow. connection and just being understood and being known yeah. was just incredible. Yeah. Incredible. So, you know, culture is a beautiful thing when it's it communicated is. and done in the purest way possible. Yeah. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'll never forget it. Yeah. Never. Even like when we were preparing to get married, for example, there were obviously certain... Um, steps that I think from my culture had to be observed that um, from your culture didn't um, or yeah just went well they didn't they did just didn't exist for your side but like even for 
for example, like, well, we, we did our version of it for different reasons here and there. But even like the whole traditional ceremony, um, the whole dowry thing, at first you were like, why on earth, what, what do you mean? Like, why am I paying for you? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, genuinely, I was like, what? Are you for sale? What is this? We killed colonialism in the past. What are we doing here? It'd be like, why are we slaughtering a goat I had an, I, I had an understanding of the dowries, but it, we came so close to home. I was like, huh? What? What is this? Why? What, what, why? What, what, what? Are, you being, why? Are you being serious? I mean, I can give a token of appreciation, but this is a proper negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> This is a proper, proper thing. Uh, there, there are so many aspects, guys, um, I guess, the different cultures that you discover as you're going along in this journey. I think we've mentioned in one of the other, prev- in one of the previous episodes, even simple things like auntie and uncle, like obviously yeah. African culture is very strong in the auntie and uncle, whereas Caribbean culture is very strong in the Mr. and Mrs. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there are literally so many aspects Um of culture that comes forth to light when you're dating or when you get to the engagement phase and then even more when you get to the marriage stage and you have to discuss certain things and even when we you know were introductions like him the way in which I introduced him to my family was completely different to the way in which he introduced me to his family and you know that's just a thing of culture again things down to like when you have children you know different cultures name them differently there's some cultures that will have this uncle gives a name this auntie gives a name this Mm. grandparent gives a name this one gives a name and some cultures are like oh hell no like i give my child the name that i want to give my child there are so many different types of cultures and traditions um and sometimes it's not always easy to navigate that journey together and sometimes some of them are an absolute breeze to get through i thank god that in our journey we didn't really have any that were a massive obstacle so to speak um in in our journey but that's obviously not the case for everybody but i think there are some things that we've picked up i guess along the way yeah we've got five things we want to share with you that we think helped us along that blending together of cultures Mm. um you know the title of our podcast is you know uniting worlds merging friends families and cultures five things that really helped us track and navigate what can be for other people and most people very very stressful Mm. and i think number one at the top of the list has has to to be be open communication just being able to freely express okay i don't understand this or why do we do this why are you doing this um i'm not comfortable with this um, I don't want to do this. Like no matter mm. what it is, just being able to have that space or creating a space between two people where you can freely communicate that with yeah. each other. You have that open line of communication together. Agreed. And I think that that really flourishes in the safety of a secure relationship. Yeah. And I think if you work on having each other's back, if you work on knowing that whenever I speak to my spouse, I'm going to be heard. I'm going to be understood. I'm mm. going to be listened to. I'm going to always be, what, what I say may not always be accepted, but at least I'll always be understood. Yeah. I think that's I'm really respected. important because just hopping back to the com- uh, to the experience when we went to Kenya, um, to the family home, and I'm surrounded by, I'm, I'm, I am the 0.0, I am the anomaly mm. in the communication group. And, you know, you 
had you were like the bridge in between you were my interpreter mm. at the same time you're trying to be you're trying to flow the communication at the same time you're like Mike this is what what's been said and it's tough for you mm. if I didn't understand what you were feeling what you were going through in that moment then it wouldn't have been a, a good outcome or a really healthy outcome mm. the nights that we debriefed or the next morning that we spoke etc etc um, so yeah you know open communication trustful communication and knowing that whatever I say, whether it comes out in a flurry of of frustration, whether it comes out in a calm explanation, mm. that I know that you're going to receive what I have to say. And we're open enough to detect what that truth is inside of each other's packet of communication. Mm. And that leads us really nicely on actually to the second point, which is compromise. You have to be in a position where you're able to compromise and just understand that some things may work perfectly for you as a couple and some things may not work. It's There's no cultural tradition that is too rigid that it cannot bend, so to speak. And also your family are a support network. So there are some things, for example, that we didn't do exactly to the book for X and Y reasons, but I remember speaking to my mom and my family at the time and then being like, girl, it's not that deep. Like, we want to get you to the altar so we can adjust. We can do this one later. We can do this one after. We can do this one in this way instead. Um, so, yes, I think compromise is a big part of it. Yeah, and I think number three is mutual respect and understanding. And I think it's kind of overlapping on the first two, isn't it? It's just saying, right, I have a mutual respect and understanding for who you are, your cultural uh, roots, mm. your cultural identity, I understand that. Rather than sticking your foot in the mud and mm. digging your heels in the ground and saying, I am now an immovable object. Mm. And it's either this or, or not. It's just saying, I understand and, I'm, and I respect that. And mm. I respect that these things have been around as habits or as behaviors or as expect cultural expectations in you for X amounts of years. Mm. It's not going to change overnight. Right. And it's about playing the long game. It's about being long-term thinking and mm. saying, right, what compromises, so to your second point, can mm. be put in place now as we work on a mutual plan and a mutual respect plan going forward? Mm. And I do think it's important to keep, keep in mind is that whilst there is culture that we belong to, that we grew up in, that has been appropriated to us and we've been born into, there is a new culture forming in your marriage. Mm. And that is the decision of two people. What parts of culture is going to be is going to be is going to transmit into our marriage? Right. What parts of culture is going to have no place in our marriage? Right. And you've both got to decide how are we are how are we going to be custodians of culture and transmit that onto our family, mm. onto our children. And that's a very important conversation to have. There is. Because there are some non-negotiables there mm. are some uh, negotiables and mm. you've got to be able to know what that is so respecting each other and saying right I understand this is very important to you it stays or this is something that is not mission critical mm. can we let it go mm. can we be understanding of each other and say right I, yeah I can let it go mm. and let's create a new a new tapestry of culture within our marriage mm. that doesn't betray our roots but it celebrates something new at the same time yeah absolutely and i think that l lends heavily into the fourth point which is setting boundaries mm. being able to know as a couple this is our line like this yeah. point we don't 
we don't go past this point. This is our end goal. This is this is it. Right. And in order to do that successfully, I think what you said about understanding the culture you're trying to establish is so important. Mm. And more importantly, especially for us as a Christian couple, it's also understanding that yes, there's culture and tradition that we pick up from society and from family, but there's also a new culture of Christ. Mm. There's a new culture of the new covenant that we are also entering into as husband and wife. So what does that culture first dictate Mm. and how in which, how do we live that out? And through merging our cultures together, our families together, are we going against this or is this still lending and helping us to fulfill and achieve the culture we're trying to establish in Christ together as a couple? And that has to take precedence over every other culture and tradition on earth. Literally. That uh, that heavenly culture has to take precedence first. So it's also being able to say, okay, this is our boundary. This is our line. There are some things that we will not do. And there are some things that we're not willing to compromise on because in doing so, they then put us in a compromising position when it comes to, you know, our right standing with God or even us as a couple. Sometimes you can do some things to please your family so much so that it's at the detriment of you as a couple. Mm. It's at the detriment of the culture that you're trying to build together as a family. So it's also being able to understand, agree upon, discuss and set those boundaries together that you won't cross. Absolutely. And um, I think that was beautifully said, Daisy, that we have to guard the the core of our marriage. And if you are building the core of your marriage on a set of values that you know is the bedrock of what you do, you have to guard it. You have to protect mm. it from all claims of culture, from all claims of communities, from right. all claims. It's just what is the one claim that we are going to have on our marriage that is going to be immovable together that it can be shaken and for us, Daisy, Michael, Mike, Daisy, is we are trying to build a gospel Christ-centered foundation. Mm. That's our decision. That's that's what we want to do. And it's true. If, if anybody from church, community, or culture that says, do it a different way, and we're just like, nah, that's yeah. not God glorifying, we are, we are going to make a joint decision and say it's not going to happen. Yeah. Regardless. And we're happy to make people feel, you know, uncomfortable yeah we're happy to disappoint people that's fine because we're at the end of the day it's you and i in this marriage yeah and um let no man come asunder that leads us to a fifth one actually the fifth one is about celebrating differences Mm. and it's recognizing that difference it's recognizing that diversity of thought diversity of background mm-hmm. diversity of culture mm-hmm. I, I sound like an edi office i don't know <laughs> so my HR background coming into play but it's looking at you and saying do you know one, do you know one thing that we are actively practicing in celebrating differences daisy mm-hmm. in our conversations <laughs> oh child <laughs> Okay, she's closing her eyes right now and she's <laughs> rubbing her face. <coughs> Literally, diversity of thoughts, diversity of uh, intellect, diversity of understanding, diversity of thinking. All of these things are important, as well as background and culture, everything we've just been saying. But uh, it's celebrating those differences, saying, you know what, we think different, but... I celebrate those differences. Mm. That difference actually adds to my life, that new perspective, that different perspective that I probably wouldn't think about. 
rather than me try to override or shut it down, I'm going to celebrate it and accept it and let it find its place within the conversation. Let it find its place within the marriage. Is it healthy to under, to feel like this? And if it does, is it breeding fruit? Is it giving life? Let it live. Let it live. And I think that's really important. And one thing that we say together is, well, how can we bring or create something new? How can we find a new idea and new thinking from our two thinkings mm. so we may agree to disagree on a few things here or there fine let's disregard the things we disagree on and let's focus on the things that we can agree on mm -hmm. and say is there a new thing that we can agree on to say this is what we can agree on focus on that right and when we finally hit those those points when we finally hit the nail on the head it's so good yeah and celebrating those differences i think that's a practical way that one can celebrate the differences in the in a marriage it's saying right let's be focused on how we're going to identify differences and celebrate them and allow them to find a place within your relationship and of course if it's not right it's not right just get rid of it change adapt and allow your marriage to organically grow intentionally and non-intentionally into something that you would never even expect mm. and to enjoy as it begins to take further hold and expand mm. in your life and in your home and in every way that you are growing together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just really all about being able to embrace the journey of merging two worlds and understanding that it's never going to be easy, guys. It's never going to be easy. Um, I mean, it, it, there are some parts of it that you breeze through and think, wow. And then there are some parts of it that are just going to be, even if you're, even if you guys were brought up in the same village next door to each other. <laughs> You'll still have differences. There will still be differences. Yeah, exactly. There will still be differences, differences in character, differences in being, differences in thought. Mm. There will always be differences. So it's just understanding that um, it's two people coming together and you're merging that and that takes work that's hard but it's important that along that journey you acknowledge the challenges don't sweep them under the rug yeah, and pretend so that they important. don't exist and yeah. you know we'll just get over this or you know i don't want to raise it out of fear of this and this and this no Ac let's acknowledge them let's communicate them and let's work through them and just as importantly is acknowledging the opportunities that it brings to learn something new experience so something so new true. have a different way of doing things yeah. um there's a fantastic book um by john gottman called the seven principles of making marriage work and it's got some very interesting points in there um so that's definitely a recommended read for this particular topic um for those of you who want to deep dive into something new but wow <clears throat> it's it's been it's been real it's been real. It's been real. Uniting worlds, merging family, friends, and cultures. We haven't really talk, talked about friends, but I think that will... That, 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 we could do a part a two rap. next week. That's a wrap. We could do part two another time. <laughs> but it's been, it has been real. It's been good. It's been, it's been eye-opening for me just to remember some of the things that we were uh, dealing with nine years ago and still pops up every now and then. But it's so good to know that even though it was challenging on day one, on day whatever it on right now, it's a lot more easier mm. because we have a we have a play we got a playbook. Mm. You and I have been writing this book day by day, experience by experience, all this time, and we know this is how Daisy would deal with it. Daisy, this is how Mike would deal mm. with it. Right, let's just 
move through this as quickly as possible. Yeah. So that is amazing. Personally. And it's so important to remember, guys, that you are not the only one that's been through this. Definitely not. I know that sometimes when we're going through something, if you are that couple that's engaged and you're trying to merge two different cultures or two different ways of thinking and ways of upbringing, and perhaps it's been really hard and difficult, um, it can feel like you're the only one going through it in that mm. moment. But I promise you, you are not. I promise you, hundreds and thousands have been down that road before you yes. and have successfully made it through to the other end. Definitely. Successfully, where there's a will, there's a way. And honestly, it's those those five points that we mentioned are not just by fluke, but they are by intention. They are tried and tested. Tried and tested. Communication, compromise, mutual respect and understanding, setting boundaries and celebrating differences those things and all of those things enclosed in prayer pray take it to the lord say and say god more. say some more god jesus lord lord i'm here again it's me knock knock guess what <laughs> i've got another one for you to <laughs> deal with god <laughs> that's actually going to be one of our episodes is how do we spiritually look after one another mm. and whether that is next week or the week following whenever it has to happen i think it's really important because it's not it, we mentioned it didn't we and point mm. number four is it's what you the culture you build in your marriage which is mm. christ first and i think mm. that's really important is getting back to that root and understanding okay, from there good. everything grows out from yeah yeah Laying the right foundations. Oh, that's, that's a good title. Laying the right foundations. Mm. Coming soon. Coming soon. So stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Thank you for being a subscriber if you have subscribed. We appreciate it. We appreciate that when your phone pings and you see a new episode out from Pop With Us and you listen and you give us feedback. That's so, 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 so helpful. If you're a first-time listener, consider subscribing. This is just the beginning. We've got a lot more coming through for Don't you. consider it. Do it. <laughs> what she said <laughs> well as daisy said uh instagram is underscore pop with us we are on spotify apple Podcasts, youtubes and a host of other streaming platforms go ahead and subscribe check us out uh, follow us we've got a lot more in store for you but until the next time thanks for joining pod, pod with, with us, us.